Zansi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Okay, and we've kept our promise. We've brought him back on the line. Lifa Kosha, who joins us now to finish his story and, 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 and just educate and find out more about his uh, sterling career. Mshagazi, good evening again, and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Teresa, and good evening to the listeners as well. Uh, thanks for having me again. Thanks. So that I, can, I can finish uh, part two. Yes, oh. part Part two, <laughs> part two of the Lifakosha story, and what a story it is, Mshagazi. And and before we even get to part two, the last time we spoke, you told us why you quit coaching, and that your wife advised you that maybe it's better to go back to teaching since you are a qualified teacher, and that um it's, it's a more stable job, and you can have an income now that you've got a family. And guess what, Mshagazi? We've actually found a clip. You actually did a documentary with Kaiser Chiefs. Two years ago, yes. was it two years ago? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was two years ago. It's such a beautiful documentary. Those who are on social media, if you go to YouTube, please just Google Lifa Kosha and Kaiser Chiefs. It's not long, but I think they just sum up his career so beautifully, so well shot. They go to his school, they go to his house. They they really cover a lot. They even speak to Cellular Sakala, who he worked with at Dynamos. But we found a clip of. Of Lifa's wife, Winnie Gosha, actually uh, confirming this story. Let's just play that, KG. The way things were happening when he was a coach, it was easy for him to understand my side of view that this is what I'm seeing that we can do if you change from this to teaching because of our seeing life better than when he's on a coaching side. It was not very easy for him because of he loves soccer. So it was not easy. The place was just unfamiliar because what I was used to is a green grass, soccer balls, ice tubes, soccer boots, scenes like the children running around, making noise uh, in their uniform. It was a bit awkward and unusual. So I felt a bit lost. For him, I think, to move from soccer that he's used to, he's been there for long, to something else, he was seeing it as it's going to give him tough time. I did not want to accept that uh, this is where I belong, you know, but as time went on, I quickly adjusted to the situation. He's enjoying it because of once you start saying it's a problem, it's because of when you don't interact nicely with the kid. Create that bond between yourself and the learners that you're teaching so that they, all, they don't only see you as a, as a teacher, but you have to be a parent as well. Okay, so, so that was the wife they're explaining. She saved you here, um, You now have accepted it from what you told us the last time that you are now a teacher. And now I'm a teacher. Uh, and now it's... Uh I've uh, uh, learned to I hit uh, to the calling mm. because I now believe that uh, it was my calling. Because, uh, you know, by the look of things, when you look back and then you ask yourself and say, but in football, I was not treated fairly. So, I mean, you know, the way those boots and numbers to show you that you don't belong, mm. you know. But there's a person because it's like you don't want to accept. You don't see those things, you know. Mm. 
and uh, you need someone else to open your eyes and say, uh, look, this is not where you belong. You know, you just go somewhere else where you'll find the things that will fulfill you. So I think uh, teaching is just fulfilling uh, all my dreams and my aspirations, you know, because now it is where, because in football, I, I thought that I would uh, uh, make other players to reach their potential to reach the level where I reached, uh, but I, I, I couldn't because I could see that uh, my mentality, you know, was not reaching where I wanted it uh, to reach. Whereas, like, I wanted players, you know, to, to, to respect the, the career, you know, the career of football. I wanted them to be professionals. I wanted uh, this football to be taken seriously. Not to say when you go to a, a to a to a soccer game and then they will say Olozana, Olozana, not going to work. Olozana, you know. So I wanted to change that mentality to say I'm going to work. So you have to go there. So when you go in the morning, make sure that you you, you prepare yourself like that. Anybody is going to a nine to five job in the office, uh. you know. Because uh, a soccer field is an office for 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 for, for soccer players, you know they have to respect. If at all you don't respect your office, nobody that is going to respect. Now it's like our guys what they are doing. They they they, they go, they train, they don't respect uh, 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 supporters, they don't respect their coaches. You know a lot, lots and lots of things like are happening. You know, so it's better when it goes like uh, to 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 children and then you start uh, teaching them you show them you give them the the, the life skills you know uh, the social problems that they they are faced with you are able to start to advise them on lots and lots of things you know and it's like when you talk to them and you explain uh, the, the, the all the places that you've been you know because mm-hmm. I didn't maybe start to say I'll go to Egypt I'll go to uh, Madagascar, I'll go to Mauritius, I'll go to Sydney. When I tell them about all these places, being inside the hotels, and, you know, it's like, you, you just see how uh, attentive they listen to them. Mm. You know, they want to see themselves achieving those things. You know, so that is why I'm saying, uh, in a way, it was a calling for me, but I was not out. And also in this documentary that Chiefs did of you, Mshegazi, it's quite interesting where it doesn't sound like you're a teacher that imposes himself on the kids because you elsewhere go on and you say you must always be prepared when you go to class because the kids can actually challenge you and they can ask you questions. If you are not ready to answer, you'll be caught out. So it seems like you're also open-minded. Yes, uh, I'm uh, very open-minded. You know, when you go there, you must not uh, just say I'm going to the kids. You know, uh, these kids, uh, uh, they are not like us, you know. Uh, they challenge you in so many ways, you know. So you have to go there and be prepared. And you must uh, uh, accept when you are not prepared, just say, like, look, I did not uh, do, let me go and do uh, my research properly so that I tell you the correct thing not to lie them. Don't give them. A, a, a wrong information, you know. Where where you you, you did not 
at or where you did not research properly, accept it and say no. By, by so doing, you also learning from them. You know, it's a two-way thing. They are not only learning for, from you, you also have to learn from them so that those who are coming, they must now find you more prepared. Okay, we are speaking to Lefakosha. I see the voice notes are coming in already. Okay, maybe let's go to the... Should we go there, Katlejo? Maybe let's go to the voice notes. FM. Hey, man, I ask if what's about that money they introduce because he's dealing with the young kids and and they may not understand who Mushekas. I mean, how is he coping there? Because those guys they speak their own tal, they will can't Is he on par with that language? Uh, it's to me so mamelodi. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting one. Um, Shagaz, have you adjusted to the lingo there in Pretoria? Yes, Wherever <laughs> you go, you have to adjust. You know, I've, I've adjusted, but uh, fortunate enough, uh, in Sochambuze, you've got Kosa-speaking uh, 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 people, you've got uh, Dilus, you've got it. It's just a, a, a mixture uh, of uh, different languages. Uh, so from time to time, it's like, uh, it, it is not uh, pure though entirely what I want. But when you're sitting <laughs> at friends from time to time, they'll do that, you know, but with people that they speak different languages. Yeah, I can believe that because I, wa- I was once told that Soshanguve is an acronym for, for I think, Shangan, Sutu, and Venda, and all of that, all yeah, mixed together. S-O stands for... Yeah. And then uh, SHA, it stands for Shangan. And then uh, Nguve, it stands for Ngu, stands for Nguni. Oh. And then VE, it stands for Venda. Okay, okay, that explains it then. No, that explains it. Keep those voice notes coming. 0614104107. When we left it, Mshagazi, your story two weeks ago you were telling us how you eventually signed for kaiser chiefs and screamer came to sign you and you were telling us that your dad had played for pirates and i'd asked you how did your dad um feel about you now signing for chiefs having played for pirates and you said that no he was happy because he had issues at pirates and i think that's where we left it what were the issues at pirates with your father uh the way you left it uh, at the pirates you know uh he was not uh, 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 treated uh, like a professional, you know. He, they just uh, chased him from uh, from a training ground. I think they were playing. Uh, they played. It was a BP Cup final. Mm. Uh, it was a BP Cup final in nineteen. It was in nineteen eighty. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty one. And then uh, they were playing against this team. I just forgot the team that they were playing, but they lost the, the game one minute. So it was a, an own goal, a deflection. That one, that came from him, you know. So they just are choosing of, uh, of uh, costing, uh, costing the team uh, a game. Oh. And he tried to explain that how many players were in front of him. And he had to explain himself, you know. 
but eventually like he he, he was uh, uh, they let him uh, uh, go even then when he wanted to go there were so many teams that wanted to to sign him mm. and then they wanted to choose a team for him where he can go and play and then he said no the first uh, team that wanted to him was just to and then the other team was Morocco Swallows. They did not want him to go to those teams. So they wanted him to go to Amazon to relocate from Soweto to go to Dere to play for Amazon. They did not want that. So he said, uh, rather than uh, uh, me going to uh, to Dere, I would rather stay with my family here and now uh, look for a, a 9 to 5 job, you know. So, but I then started uh, uh, drinking a lot. He got frustrated, you know. And uh, in the process, he lost his job. He was fired. And then uh, he had now to to go through what I went through where my mother was now deciding to divorce him and all stuff, you know. Uh, other people came to his rescue. Mm. And then that's they took him, and then he went to work at the Easter Hunting Gold Mine. Mm. And then he left football completely. That's why he left. Yeah. So, so you basically fulfilled then playing for Chiefs if if he was also wanted by Chiefs. So, who did you find at Kaiser Chiefs and players when you arrived? Which players were there? Uh, by then, the, the 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 person who was pushing me uh, the most. To, for me to decide that uh, at Kaiser Chiefs it was uh, Wellington Magnet because by then he was uh, hanging up his boots, wanted to, to retire from uh, professional uh, football mm. and then uh, yeah, to pursue his uh, coaching career. Uh, he's the one it's like from time to time will come to me and say, no, please, my best time, you know, uh, I don't see anyone it's like we can see. And you played a similar position, eh? Yes, we played with Muntagalasa. Yes, so uh, I think I gave him a tough time at the, when I was at Muntag. <laughs> so that's where, because I remember there was a game where it was him, uh, it was him, and then uh, Howard Freeze, mm. and then uh, the goalkeeper by then, it was weight duplices. Mm. Yeah. So I just received the ball uh, from the mid and I just intercepted the ball from top. So I just went through the defense and everybody beating the goalkeeper. So even Wellington was there. So after the game, that's when they came to me and said, hey, man, then go, man, finally be a kayak. You must come back home. You know, you don't belong here. Man, a kayak says, oh, wait. But no, I'm at home. You know, it's like I'm, I'm with my uh, tribe, and it was as well, I'm enjoying myself, mm. you know. Yeah, but, you know, that's football, it's a lot happens. So, those are the guys that I uh, I, 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 I met when I arrived at Chiefs, Abo Wellington, Abo MPJ, Abo Rudolf, Karnasiade, and then Abo... And then that's when it's like they were promoting my youngsters. I was a Pomula Baby, Tavan Baby, Abu Kabumoki. It was during that year. Yeah, what a team. And and for those who didn't see you play and are listening to us now, um, how would you describe the way you played football? 
Uh, or your role? You know, uh, 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 I always believe, uh, even now, I still believe that uh, simple stuff is always the best. Hmm. You know, you don't you don't complicate uh, things. You don't do lots and lots of things. You know, my my game was just to make sure that I I cut any uh, attack from the opposition, uh, and then I distribute. And then from there, I keep the defensive balance. That was only my job. Mm. Kept it simple. Kept so, it simple. so you brought balance to the midfield because Chiefs was known for, and that Chiefs you've mentioned it, had a lot of skillful and tricky players there. Yes, by then. So that's why it's like I had to make sure that I allow them to go forward so that whenever uh, they lose possession and then they know when they start chasing, but they know that any attack that comes from the uh, opposition team. And then all the NCP, if I told it's like a ball passes, and then a man must go down. If a a man uh, passes, and then I know it's like I've got the the ball. Mm. So one of the things I had to to make sure that it does not pass. (laughs) (laughs) Or if the ball passes, the man doesn't pass. The man, (laughs) definitely the man must not pass. But but was it not tough for, for, let's say, a less glamorous player for you to be liked by the fans at Chiefs? How were you received by the supporters at, at, at Chiefs? Because they were known for their flair, the glamour boys. I I was well received because I used to give them tough times. <laughs> you know? They knew me. They knew me, even before. And a lot of them, it's like they will, uh, also when they meet me, it's like they will beg that I... I signed for 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 parents for Kaiser Chiefs. Sure. Okay, we're speaking to Lifakosha. I believe the voice notes are still coming in. 061-4104-107. And who was the the the, the coach at the at, at the time? Like as when I arrived, it was uh, Adasto Padashio. Mm. Yeah, it was during the way Prof uh, Muloto was the uh, assistant coach, and Kuma uh, Chavalala was the team manager. And how was it working with Njenji? Uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you even understand what he was saying? Uh, you, look, you're, you're forced to analyze. You know, you work with coaches. You have to make sure that uh, you understand the, uh, 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 the language that uh, the, the, the person speaks. Because mm-hmm. if I tell you I understand the language, it means you're not uh, going to get an opportunity to be in the starting lineup because you don't understand how, how are you going to uh, 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 listen to the, uh, uh, to the instruction? How are you going to take the instruction? If at all, you can't hear what the coach says. So you have to make sure that you understand what he says, you know. But uh, the better way of making sure that you understand what he says is to read the lips, what he's saying. Mm. Don't see. Oh, you read your lip reader. <laughs> Yes, you have to read the league. You, you, as, as a footballer, you must be a quick thinker. Mm. As a footballer, you have to think fast. Because if at all you don't think fast, uh, a lot of things is like you, you will always become second best. Mm. And how good was Dr. Kumalo at the time? Yeah, look, uh, a doctor, doctor, you know, it's like people like us, it's like we. You have to make sure that you, you work hard for everything. But with the doctor, everything just seems simple for him. Mm. Yeah, if at all, uh, 
uh, uh, he wanted football to talk. For him, it was going to be very easy, you know. When I'm sitting alone, it's like I'll always say, it's like this guy, you know, he's a black Jesus. It's only that you cannot go there and tell him because he is going to be very pompous. So sometimes you you have to put things like in that place, look, I am the one that who makes you to be Dr. Kumar. Because you clean up and give him the ball. (laughs) Yes, you know. Because I would always encourage you, you look, if I told you got the ball, I would just need you know, the, 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 the opposition team with his McNair, they must feel the little Nathis corner around it. You mm. know, don't scared. Go with them. If at all something happens, I'm behind you, I'm supporting you, I'll make sure that I'll uh, fight for the ball again. When uh, you do your thing, when I reserve my energy, so that that energy is going to be for the defensive way when I go up front. That is why I was not scoring lots and lots. But when I went up, I scored beautiful goals. Yeah. So, so, so it's true that Dr. Kumalo didn't mark him, guys. You guys marked for him and did the dirty work. Uh, it's true. <laughs> That's one thing that uh, most people say they don't, they don't want to accept. Mm. You've got these players. As a player, you have to use your strength, your instinct. Mm. So these players, they were, all of them, they want to be a ball player. There's no way whereby you're going to have 11 ball players. There's no way. Who's going to work for 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 for, for, for the others? Everybody now want to be a ball player. That is why today you see players. I'm a defender. Because how many uh, uh, mistakes are these uh, chief players making nowadays? Mm. Yeah? Okay. They are making yeah. defenders like a uh, land to uh, develop uh, basics. You know, as if it's like they, they, they are still in the development. Even the development players, they, they are not making such mistakes. Because all of them, they want to be born players. Mm. You see? So yeah. that's why like, the coach comes here to come in and explain each and everybody's role in the team. We've got different roles in the team. That is now we've got defenders, we've got midfielders, we've got strikers. Yeah. So if at all you didn't have roles, we are going to say we've got player. Mm. So everybody will be running around in the whole pitch. <laughs> okay, so let's... That's yeah. because we have to work in department. Yes, that's why it's a team. Everybody's got a role to play. Everybody has got a role to play. Okay, we've got we've got voice notes for you, Mshagazi. Let's play them. 061-4104-107. Lefa Kosha is our guest tonight on SAFM. It's part two of our conversation. We're focusing mostly now on his time at Kaiser Chiefs. We spoke about his time at Bushbacks and uh, at a teacher's college also and why he left coaching and what he's doing now about teaching in our first part. Evening, member. I'd just like to ask Mshagazi, how does he look back at his time with Dynamos and... Um, what does he feel about what happened to the club in the end? Uh, good evening, Tabi. So nice show, my man. You've got a true legend, the Ikosi for life. Umshegazi. Last man standing, Chiefs. I just want to find out if he's still eating or chewing his chewing gum. 
<laughs> because that man used to deliver a heavy tackle on the strikers and still show an innocent face cool as a cucumber while he's having his chappies his chabo manige yeah thanks for bringing uh to your program uh he was one of the most underrated player during his playing days but uh he was marvel to watch hard tackling taking no nonsense he was the same pious pulling double tailors of this world uh, he was, he was just marvelous. I remember his time from um, Data Bush Bucks, and then uh, he came to Kaiser Chiefs, where he, he excelled, always disciplined, even though he accumulated a lot of red cards, but uh, he, was, uh, he was a marvelous player. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. He said, what, uh, Tabiso, I would want to remind your guest of the time when uh, uh, Dr. Kumaro was outplayed by uh, Willard Mashinkira Kumaro, the Zimbabwean uh, legend midfielder. I, I, don't, I don't know if you still remember that when uh, South Africa with the, the great Dr. Kumaro was beaten, is it 3-1 or 4-1 uh, at the National Sports Stadium? I remember that you guys. I think beat us like four, and then and then you Zimbabwean started say started started calling Doctor Kumalo Nes Kumalo because you were saying ah this guy is not a doctor, he's a nurse the way that he was playing. But there was no need to remind us. Um, but thanks for reminding us. But the show is about Lifa Kosha Umslegas, and there are a few questions here. Umslegas, they want to know about your chewing gum. Have you let go of your chewing gum now at school? You know. Uh Chewing gum uh, is in my learners. They know that uh, I hate it. I don't want them to eat here uh, inside the class. Uh, now it's like I'm saying the opposite uh, with the chewing gum. I'm saying it's like when they eat the chewing gum, they lose concentration. But when I was playing, I was saying it's like when I eat the chewing gum, I can concentrate that. You know, it's really? Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's one of the most uh, things that I I don't I don't like I hate it I don't eat it. <laughs> Why do you hate it now when you loved it when you played? <laughs> or does it remind you of your days? Uh, no 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 no. It's only that I uh, I take it as if now it, it it makes one to lose focus and concentration. Ah, I see. Um, there was also a question about your hard tackling in Plegazi and, 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 and getting red cards. Uh, you, you, you had to be a, a hard tackler because if at all, uh, you, 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 you are a, a very soft that on the pitch. It's like all the players would be when they play during their session. They play in you. Yeah, so it's like they must know, eh? they must not go to that one, because <laughs> they that one, eh? you see, let, let's play around the team, at table, about Lopez, Gondo, about Jacob Chiquet, you know, but also Jacob, uh, he didn't take a land, he did make other guys, you know, mm. and then uh, make him look. Because you used to tell other players, hey, hey man, if they tell you want to do your thing, 
I'm also waiting for my family. If I tell you want to do your things, just do it. I'm not to your mother. You're going to be there. If you does not have a problem, you're not going to teach you. But if I tell you come to me, I'm going to teach you, and then I'll make you your career will be equal to the end of your career if you come next to me. Because next time, I also want to be in the starting line. So when I say to you, you want to people that hold the supporters to laugh with me and start saying, uh, I'm not a creative material, I'm going to show you. <laughs> when you, when you, are, you are talking when you are inside the people. When you're running, they don't think that you are not talking. You are talking. Hmm. Yeah, you're talking you to talking. the other players, to the opposition. Opposition, yeah. You're showing them why you are Kaiser Chiefs player. Yeah. <laughs> it has the place. Look, the minute when I, you, you start doing your things, yeah, and these supporters are laughing at me, and then you must know that uh, me and you, uh, it's either you go to hospital, I get the red card, but in three games I'll be back. When I speak for a year, you'll be out. <laughs> but there's one game I remember, I'm saying, guys, I want to play the clip. I'm sure you remember this game too. KG, let's play that clip there, because he also got sent off in this game. Now, Lekwile again. Brilliant player. And he's just going to slow things down or cheat. A bit of tricky running here from Lekwile. He's got past his man. Slips it into the middle. Could be number five. No. Pirates just enjoying the possession, just knocking it about. Sabula has come deep. Just enjoying the time on the ball and enjoying this result. Enjoying put one, putting one past the Amakosi. Enjoying ball possession. And just enjoying life at the moment. Mabu has been given a run. And they really are enjoying themselves out there today as we see Hellman just trying to work his way through. Lekwileo will hold it up. And it's a yellow card here for, is that Lifa Krosha, I think? Yes. Oh, he's off. In fact, I think it's his second yellow. It is indeed. Second bookable offense. And Lifa Krosha is off. And not only is he off. Yo, Mr. I'm sure you remember this game, eh? Where a, a young Steve Lokalea here was having party time with you guys. Yeah, you can hear even the commentator say uh, he's enjoying himself. How can you enjoy when you're losing for one? <laughs> yeah? How possible is that? Yeah? Other people are losing for one. Now you come and enjoy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you thought you should deal with him? Yes, I should deal with him. You know? But unfortunately, uh, when I, when I uh, take a team and I got the red card, it, uh, it was in the 89th minute. Yes. It was in the 89th minute. The show was already forward. We are losing, you know, instead of them just passing the ball around, and uh, they just wanted to simulate us. You know, that was simulation. So were you frustrated, Mr. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, the other guys were were very afraid to go and uh, and mount. You know, it's like I wouldn't believe that even when you lose, you must be hundred percent. You must not give them. Mm. You must uh, uh, lose with you. You know, all these fights up until the last breath. Even if you are losing four one, you were still fighting and tackling up until the end. Yes. That's what the support. That's what the support wants to yeah. They want to see somebody fight. That was, yes. like you see that there's nothing left. These guys, they cannot do anything. But 
when they see us fighting and making because uh, they, you know uh, nowadays they are, they don't respect you know uh, there's one uh, person who may be aware why the babies they are on the left hand side mm. you never find a baby that is on the right hand side you must know that uh, um, that team has no a base or there's no mm. all the bases they are on the on the left hand side why because on the left hand side that's where you find the heart of course that's why like when you sing the national anthem you're touching the badge but your heart yeah uh, that makes sense no that makes sense but how tough was it facing these tricky players like steve locale i'm that like to dribble at the time it was it was not easy it was not easy you know that is where uh, we, we use uh, 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 more uh, brain than strength uh, you know we use more brain that is why it's like we are not uh, much in space mm. like you know every time it's like when the players are coming they always get heavy going to the country when you take heaven going to the goalkeeper, you give an advantage to the opposition. Mm. You are inside the box, you are not in marking, you are marking space. Inside the box, how can you not speak? Okay, before... Yeah. It was meant to know. You know? Yeah. It, it, it was very tough. It was very tough. Yeah. You know? They were very, very tough. And but before I go back to the voice notes, there was a question about your time at Dynamos. How was your time at Dynamos? Uh, you know, at Dynamos, because I went to Dynamos. And how did you end up there? Yes. Uh, but, you know, now, <laughs> you know, even now, what is happening in the I was expecting long time ago for it to happen, you know. Because when I left Silver Chief, uh, my contract uh, was about to end, mm. so I had to renew the contract. So now they were buying lots and lots of players, youngsters. Uh, by then I was turning to the truth. Mm. They bought lots and lots of youngsters. So uh, this, this guy is danger, danger, I'll tell you Rodney. You know, Patrick, when you arrived at Kogaki, you know, even today, it's like you will never speak up about me. Even our ceremony, you know, I dreamed I dreamed it. When Mabidi came to Kogaki from Malawi, being the captain of the National Institute, you know, he couldn't even read the game, and uh, uh, he was not given. Uh, he was not given a time, a time. You know, mm. I was there. You know So I remember from time to time, I would take injuries for that because I knew I could see the potential in him. And now it's like there were uh, rumors from the corridor that. Uh, is not even the team at it now. But mm. when he started playing regularly, and now, now it's like the confidence has come, and from time to time, I'll talk to him. You know, people like Abishurin John, I'll speak him to Ipatabar. 
mm-hmm. so can I have the cheese you are cleaning there uh, with the website and then uh, it has been Clement Matibubo and Benito Bukubi uh, yeah, I think they three and then I said to them hey guys since I arrived they are called Kumadi yeah. we are not in the first team we are not in the reserve side and I can see potential go to impact when you arrive they go to Sirupatia first Sirupatia that I spent I need them cheers uh, okay. I need them but you, but you know how people are. I don't want them like, to give me anything, but mm. just to say this is it. Never. In their interviews, they never even mention my name. And you for know, you, you were just doing what came naturally to you. Yeah, what comes naturally to me to help other people. Mm. You know? But I never talk. So it, it's cheesy. When these guys now started coming, they answered. And now it's like, uh, I'm going to negotiate a contract with you. And then it was the uh, uh, the manager. Uh, I speak with him, and then it was uh, uh, set up. But uh, you know how it started. Uh, we, we went to the uh, infrastructure. So you know, it's it, uh, uh, just like coming tomorrow. Yes, yes, uh, one day tournament. One day tournament. Yeah. So uh, the coach. Uh, machine by then. He did not want to play. He wanted to play this new guys and then he said, uh, all these other guys will play the second game. How can it mean how can it mean for a second game even if he hasn't even won the first one? Mm. He hasn't won the first game but he's playing for the second game. They went to them. We went to the players' lunch. We were sitting there with the doctors and everybody. You know? All the old horses were sitting in the players' lunch. The new players were playing. And he was playing yeah. the new ones and the chickens. Yeah, they left. You know, when they left after the game, we must go to Maturana now for our, our, uh, for our lunch so that we can come for uh, a certain sort of uh, uh, final. You know? Mm. Okay, hold hold it. We just need to take a break. Mshlagazi will come back with more. Lifa Kosha is our guest as we wrap up our conversation on Flashback Fridays on SAFM uh, Spot On. I know the line is not the greatest. We're struggling with the weather and the rain here in uh, Johannesburg, but I think we've been able to get through it so far. Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Plegazi, before we run out of time again, because your your story is, is like I said, it's such a great journey that you're taking us through. But I also want to get to the tragedy that struck you during your career. And I want to know how it affected you. Because I remember reading, I think, either in, in the late 90s or early 2000s, that you were actually shot by the police. What was what was going on there? And how, how tra- traumatic was that for you? It was very, very traumatic. Uh, you know, what I had to went through by then, uh, it was very difficult and uh, very difficult for myself and also for my family. You know, uh, because, you know, all these things are happening when my contract is about to achieve. Achieve. You know, uh, so the contract was about to finish. It was in, uh, it was in, in 19... It was uh, 99, yes. Mm. 
1999. Uh, this thing happens on the 27th of April. My contract uh, is coming to an end uh, on the 31st of April. You know, I didn't find any contract again. So, but that happened. I was driving my. By then, I was driving a beautiful car with a beautiful ring, a beautiful sound inside. Mm. So I just came from my uh, mother's place. Uh, I was staying in Dubai by then. So from there, I was stopped by this uh, police for two white men and a black man. So previously, I had met how I was involved in an accident. Mm. Uh, I went to something to help my daughter. I went to visit uh, my mother. So uh, I was involved in an accident. You know, I had a the car that has the barricades, the barricades on the side of the road. You know, so I had to take my car to the car and they had to deal with the what is this That That is a check for a car here on the, on the side of the door. Mm-hmm. So when this policeman came here and started checking uh, the car, so they saw that the check on the door that it was uh, in the street. So they thought yeah. the car was stolen? Yes, they thought the car was stolen. And do you think it yeah. was racial profiling? You were profiled also because of your color and the car you were driving? Yes, it was. Sure. I don't have doubt that it was. Because it's like, uh, the first question that I asked, uh, did you go to the engine number? Did you check the car? Did you uh, talk on the radio with whoever that you check with? Check with the car. The whole thing, you know? And they start saying, you know, we're taking the car to take me. You know? And then I said, you cannot take me. You can tell us that you want to take you home. I can show you this country thing. Because then it's still under the bank. You know? I'm still paying for this car to take it. You know? And I think next week, you know, I don't have the papers, but the papers are with the bank because it still belongs to it. But I'm still paying for the bank. But no, we are taking this kind of thing. for further investigation. And then I said to them, if I tell you taking my car to take you, I'm coming with you, and then I'm going to take you inside my car. He said, I want to take you inside the car to get you, I'm going to take you to the he said, okay. I said, that's not going to happen. Because I'm telling you, I'm not teaching uh, mm. how to do your work, but you're listening to what I'm saying. Because I'm working hard. So which part of your body were you shot? Uh, on the left-hand side, near the... You know, like on the left-hand side from the back. The bullet uh, went through from the back, you know, just underneath the shoulder blade. Uh. You know, because it's just running. Because, there, you know, the doctor said I was very lucky because when I was running, I was not running straight. You know, I was uh, running only a little bit. So when the bullet went through from just under here, my, my armpit, you know, uh, and then it missed the heart and mm. then it went to the collarbone. Did they shoot you from the back when you had their back towards them? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was running. I was running. And, and then how long did it take to recover from those injuries and how did it affect your football? 
Uh, it took me. It took me uh, the whole year. It took me the whole year. Were you, you, were you the same I, player I, when you came back? I was uh, more matured, uh, more respected, and uh, uh, machine was very impressed with me. You know, you, you know what happened to me. It's like uh, during that period where I now, of course, I didn't have a team, I didn't do. So I started drinking a lot, and then it was in December. One December, we were having a party with friends, and then there was a one woman. I won't remember that to I won't forget that to uh, I was sitting there, you know, wearing nothing on top. Mm. You know, just sitting there with a big baby, you know. And then that woman came to me and said, just look at you. We used to clap for you, we used to shout for you, uh, we used to call you in the circles and say, just look, now you're done. You know, mm. you must do something. You know, in January, in January, first week of January, I was training in Melbourne. Sure. I trained for three months. I but trained for three months. My, my hands couldn't handle anything, but I made sure that I trained my hands on my own. I never went to a seizure, I never. Every day when I wake up, I just remember the way that was spoken by that lady. Sure, and credit to you for bouncing back then, Plegazi, after such a tragedy there and being able uh, to continue with your footballing career, not only your footballing career, but uh, with your life also. And, and I do hope that you did receive some assistance, whether it's mentally, whether it's counselling, just to get over that. Because I, I also seem to remember at the time that it just it didn't add up while the police had stopped you and why. And I didn't realise that they shot you when you were running away and they shot you from the back there. Unfortunately, on that said note... The clock has just hit 8 o'clock. Time is never enough on the sports show. Maybe we need 90 minutes like a football game. But, Plegazi, we're going to have to leave it here. But I don't think this is the last that we are speaking to you. So many people have enjoyed our conversations over the past few weeks. And we thank you that you were able to share your story with us and just take it back and also educate the young ones um, that maybe were not aware of you and what you achieved or players like you back in the days when, they, like they say, Kaiser Chiefs was, the, was still the Kaiser Chiefs that people knew that was winning trophies every single season and with characters like you here with hard workers like you it's easy to see why uh, Chiefs were so dominant back in the day but we wanted to bring you on in Plegazi and just highlight what you've achieved and what you've done in football and what you continue to do giving back to the kids but most importantly just give you the respect that you deserve sir thank you for being able to speak to us on SAFM. Sorry, we do apologize for the line also. It's raining heavily here in Johannesburg, so it's not that great, but I think we were able to get through it. Oh, now we need to go to news. Bridget is here. It's 8 o'clock. You can catch me on the TKO Boxing Show tonight at 10.30 on SABC2.